Audio. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. I am your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we consult the pop oracle by asking questions, picking songs at random, and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. You can just consider this your daily dose of musical synchronicity. This episode of Radio 8 Ball was originally broadcast on Alternative Talk 1150 AM in Seattle, Washington on September 6th, 2007, with our very special guest, Dr. Ralph Metzner. This is Daniel Pinchbeck, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. For the people, by the people. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Radio 8 Ball show, where we answer questions by picking songs at random. Our guest on today's show is Dr. Ralph Metzner. Ralph Metzner has been involved in the study of transformations of consciousness ever since as a graduate student he worked with Timothy Leary and Richard Alpert later Ram Dass on the Harvard psilocybin projects he co-wrote the psychedelic experience and was editor of the psychedelic review during the 1970s Ralph spent 10 years in the intensive study and practice of Agni Yoga a meditative system of working with light fire life energies he wrote Maps of Consciousness, one of the earliest attempts at a comparative cartography of consciousness, and Know Your Type, a comparative survey of personality typologies, ancient and modern. He was the academic dean for 10 years during the 1980s at the California Institute of Integral Studies, where he taught courses there on altered states of consciousness and developing ecological consciousness. He is now Professor Emeritus. He maintains a part-time psychotherapy practice and conducts numerous workshops on consciousness transformation, both nationally and internationally. His books include The Well of Remembrance, The Unfolding Self, Green Psychology, and two edited collections on the science of of and the phenomenology of ayahuasca and teo well he's gonna have to help me with this word and i'm just gonna have to have him come on the air now uh ralph metzer welcome to radio eight ball hi good what, to be here what was that last word the, teo nanakatl teo it's nan- the name for the ancient mushroom ah oh so, uh, well, welcome to Radio 8 Ball, and okay. uh, this is your, your first experience here with uh, the form of pop music divination we do, yeah, but exactly. you have, uh, really interesting. You have a, a, a fairly deep background in divination of, of other sorts. Right. Well, well I, have a, I, ha- I teach something I call alchemical divination, and alchemy to me is, is like shamanism and like yoga. Those three are sort of identical, and actually my method... Uh, derived from all three. It's, uh, and the core of divination is asking questions in order to obtain answers to, uh, to your questions about healing and guidance for your life. And, uh, and so um, in, 
and you know usually people think of it like the, with the eating or the tarot or accessories and, and you're using this method which I have not experienced before I was sounds intriguing of using um, a, a song uh, to um, decode the answer so to speak and the, the, the way I teach them is you it's a meditative process so you, you go within and you contact your own sources of inner wisdom or intuition or something like that both both sort of I mean they all seem to have the what, what's in common is some way of sort of tricking our minds out of right. exactly. looking at things the way that we always look at things exactly right and it, in uh, you know you, you lay out the cards or you pick a song or uh, you do the I Ching or something like that or but in the in shamanic and alchemical divination you you go into a mild old state so you might use a drumming or a rattle a rhythmic sound like that or in some ways uh, people in, uh, also they use magic plants or, or mushrooms or something like that, which, we're not, which we don't do. We're obviously not going to do on the air either. Mm -hmm. and so, but the core, see, the process is always asking a question. You know, so that's different from the way some people take thinking, taking a psychedelic drug, for example. It's not a matter of taking a drug and seeing what the drug does. It's like you, you ask a question and then you use the, the substance, if you're using that method, to amplify your perception and your your understanding, uh, uh, but the process is the same. Or if you're using the drumming journey, you go on a drumming journey, but you don't start on the journey until you have a clear question. The question is like the intention or the goal. Like you wouldn't go to, you know, an airplane and uh, to an airport, get on a plane without first having an idea in your mind of where you want to go. It would be pretty <laughs> random. So that's the basic idea. It's very simple, really, and even for for questions like healing or questions about the past always relate to healing. And questions about the future relate to guidance. So, um, you know, when you go to a doctor, you ask a question. You go to a psychologist, you ask a question. You go to the, the crystal ball gazer, you ask a question. Otherwise, they don't know where to look. Yeah. The question focuses your attention, your, your receptivity. Or you could say the intention. It's a, kind of the same thing, whether you say question or intention. And that's a that's a great point because that's something I try and uh, try and get out about the about this format is that even if you're not calling in, if you're just out there listening while we're doing the show, the kind of intention that you bring to this hour right. uh, invites all kinds of synchronicities. Sure. And I'm always right. running into people who tell me, "Oh, I listen to the show all the time." I ask them, "Did you ever call in?" They say, "No, no, no." But I uh, but I'll sometimes like randomly pretend that someone's that the like the next question is going to be my question. Right. And I, I think that's so, great. Uh, yeah. I, I, get a, right. I get a huge that's kick right. out of that. And maybe they do have a question in, in the back of their mind, you see. Mm -hmm. And most of us do. We're always thinking about things, you know, our problems usually, or, you know, uh, maybe, uh, of course, maybe we're thinking about how mad we are at somebody or how frustrated or we are at our work or with our boss or whatever it might be, or how we want something to buy something or get something, you know, something like that. But often we're uh, reflecting, you know, and that's a good thing. You know, the, the, when there's a phrase, uh, you know, that we sometimes use that I like to use, it's like when a person says, well, I asked myself, you know, mm -hmm. what does this mean, for example? Or I asked myself, how could I do this? This, this thought, like, I asked myself, is a, is a divination question mm -hmm. because it implies that there's something inside of you that knows more than you do already. Because otherwise, why would you ask? <laughs> so 
It's like the, in business world, they talk about thinking outside the box. You have to go outside of the usual framework in order to get answers to your problems. Because if you could solve it within the already existing framework, you wouldn't have a question, you wouldn't have a problem. So by definition, in some way, either by using some non-rational means, not irrational, but non-rational, or by using an altered state or heightened consciousness. Yeah. Well, you know, I'd like to I'd like to jump into the the divination we do here and give a little example and see how it's going to work. Right. Now, we have a CD of yours called of music that you wrote and performed right. Right. Uh, called Bardo Blues. That's right. B A R D O Blues and right. other songs of liberation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has 10 songs and we're going to we have those in the CD player and we're going to be pressing shuffle function and picking one at random. Random. Yeah. Cool. So we well, won't... what about the question? Well, I'm going to ask a question. You're going to um, ask a question. So I, I, I'll start off. This morning, I, uh, knowing that you were going to be on the air, mm-hmm. I went to, I, uh, when I attended your talk, I was, uh, someone loaned me a, a book of yours, right. The Well of Remembrance, right. Rediscover, Rediscovering the Earth Wisdom Myths of Northern Europe. Right. And so I just opened... It's all about divination, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I opened it at random mm-hmm. on one to, to one page, and it opened up to page 236, mm-hmm. in which you're talking about 20th century rituals of reconciliation. Wow. And it made me think that... Uh, now, opening up a page at random in a book is it a tough kind of divination, too. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's what, what they call bibliomancy. Right. Correct? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and in this, you're talking about uh, the reconciliation of... Uh, you give... I, I read two examples. One is of uh, post-World War II generation uh, Germans doing reconciliation with, I believe, pre-war, uh, pre-World War II uh, German people. With uh, their parents' generation, with their, basically. Basically, with yeah. their parents' generation. People born at the end of the war or after the war, but with their parents' generation who were involved in it and involved in the Nazi period. Right. And then also talking about, the, about uh, reconciliation between North American uh, Europeans and Native Americans. Right. And one of the things that uh, that I think about each year, uh, coming into it towards uh, towards Thanksgiving, each year I have uh, tried to do some kind of alternate holiday, mm-hmm. and the holiday that I the the name that I've used for it is uh, Guilt Fast, because I I we I fast, and I think that it's important to as to part of as part of the the reconciliation to acknowledge the role or the inheritance that uh northern that that northern american europeans or uh, actually just europeans on on the american continents right. uh you know what it is we've inherited inherited and you know called along with it what what is it called guilt fast guilt fast guilt fast so fast and acknowledge the complicity but mm-hmm. uh people get get sort of bent out of shape about mm-hmm. the word guilt mm-hmm. so my question has to do with uh, what with finding uh, what a, a a realistic and powerful and positive reconciliation ritual for uh, to replace uh, the to replace Thanksgiving would be. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick a song at random. I'm just going to press shuffle function here, and we'll see what song comes up cool. that will ter- might give a reflection 
on on this question of looking for uh, a new uh, ritual of reconciliation around uh -huh. North uh -huh. American genocide. Uh -huh. Right. Okay. Oh, interesting. Here we go. Here comes the answer. We come from the sun. A, well, that's amazing. A Andrew, song. I mean, I was actually slightly worried. I wonder, I wonder if he's going to get a song that's totally irrelevant <laughs> to the uh, question. It never that's happens. That's probably the most, the most relevant one. So let me just re recap, Mike. So that was a that was from your CD, Bardo Blues and Other right. Songs of Liberation, mm -hmm. and that was the answer to my question. Right. Looking for an alternative. Ritual of reconciliation that's appropriate for uh, oh, replacing yeah. with the indigenous people, and at the same time, it answers another question, which is related to that first one, which is about 
which also I talk about in my book, which is uh, in my other books, particularly Green Psychology, but also in The Well of Remembrance, which is the reconciliation of humanity or human civilization with the natural world, which, of course, the indigenous people are uh, much closer to the natural world, and that's one of the things we, we, we all of us learn. So shall I tell you a little bit about the background of that song? Yeah, absolutely. So that song is a medicine based on the medicine wheel. The medicine wheel is an integrative, a symbol of integration. So it has four points, you know, the four directions. It's like in in, in the Eastern uh, traditions, they call that the mandala, which is also integrative. And the four points are the four directions, and they can be four aspects of your being, four aspects of your personality, the four elements. It can have many, many, many different levels or layers of interpretation. And there are many, many different medicine wheels, you see. And, uh, in fact, um, I got this particular one from, um, I mean, you, you move, like, say you you think of it as a, as a, um, uh, an into four different aspects of your personality, for example. It could be that, like, like, like that, or in a group, and thing like that. So, uh, I got the basic medicine wheel from a collection of medicine wheels from the Native American tradition, and then I turned it into a poem, and then a song, and it's actually kind of, go, uh, there's a dance that goes along with it. I think when we were up in on the Whitby Island and Port Townsend, where you were there, we, we did a little bit of that. Yeah. So you, the, in this medicine wheel, the, um, the, the movement uh, starts, the sun is in the east. So, and then you don't go around the circle, you go across, and you have the earth in the west. The sun in the east, and the earth in the west, and then the plants or trees in the south, and the uh, animals, and, uh, animals in the north, and the human beings in the middle. So I call that the medicine wheel of the biosphere or great nature, and that describes the life processes on Earth. All life on Earth comes from the sun. The life energy comes from the sun, but it arises on the Earth. So that's you know, Father, Son, Mother, Earth. And then the two main kingdoms of life on the, are the plants and the animals. I mean, there are others, but uh, those are the two big ones that we're involved with. We're, we're human beings are part of the animal kingdom. Uh, because we're, you know, we are human. Homo, homo sapiens is an animal, and then, uh, but we are symbiotically related to the plant kingdom, and we we exchange carbon dioxide and oxygen with the plants, and we we help propagate the plants, and they help feed us and nourishment and uh, healing and give us you know, all that kind of thing. So it's a basic the biosphere uh, web of life, and then human beings live right in the middle. So the song goes: We come from the sun. We live as the humans. We're born on the earth. We live as the humans. We grow with the trees. We live as the humans. We move with the animals. Because when you look at what what's the essence of what trees do, what plants do, and what animals do, the essence of what plants do is grow, and they grow. Uh, I mean, animals do grow too, but they they develop in other ways. And animals are nature's great specialists in movement, all the different kinds of movements: so swimming, running, walking, flying, so on. And then animals help the plants propagate by moving their seeds to someplace else. And the plants help the animals uh, survive by giving them food and nourishment and healing and sometimes vision, if you could take a visionary plant. So uh, that was the idea, kind of weaving this web of life, always coming back to the center. We live in this uh, interconnected web of balanced relationship between sun energy, earth energy, plant energy. And what would you say, what would you, I have a couple of ideas of my own, but what would you say that that song uh, has to share in terms of offering 
a ritual of reconciliation. Well, the the doing a medicine wheel, doing uh, you know medicine wheels are done as prayers, uh, mm-hmm. and they can be uh, they're done as prayers as meditation, and mm-hmm. so that is in fact a ritual of reconciliation. Oh. I would say yeah. to to uh, to listen to the song, to take it in, to sing the song, to right. pray the song, to pray the words, to sing the songs, uh, to celebrate the songs, and. And in my workshops, we can do it at a dance. You see, we go around in a circle and we sing the songs at the same time. So it's like a prayer. So it is a ritual of reconciliation. Absolutely. They're designed as that. Yes, that's, that's, Integration that's, with the different parts of the biosphere. That's it's perfect. Not so, and the, the, the connection to the indigenous people is because it comes, it is a ritual of reconciliation and integration that the indigenous people, Native North America, have been teaching us, you see. Right. So. So That's beautiful. That's to, I'm very impressed by your method. <laughs> <laughs> it always works. It's yeah. it's amazing to me. Yeah. Um, I guess in some sense, not really get hung up on the labels of cultural appropriation for no. one, no. Um, but to actually you know to embrace learning from yeah. indigenous cultures. Right. And um, which means just asking, you know, being being humble and asking, right. you know, um, how. Uh, what they what they want to teach us, and then and, and some some Native Ameri- sometimes people some Native Americans you know they don't they don't like people coming and asking them no, you what was taking from us you know the experiences of taking, but then it, it depends on your attitude and depends on how it's done you know if you humbly there and you you collaborate and maybe you ask them too how you can help you see because any relationship always has to involve reciprocity doesn't it yeah and uh, so rather than saying you know, uh, can you give me your shamanic methods or something? You might say, um, you know, how, how are you? <laughs> how can I help? Maybe you need some blankets or food or maybe a job or something, you see. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe you'll find some way to, to, uh, to make a connection. Like, uh, so the Native people, uh, and, you know, I've learned this from... from People that have done, done lawyer, for example, I had a lawyer friend who did a lot of legal work for some of the Native American tribes, and he said the basic things that always treat people with respect and with reciprocity, and 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 pay attention to the relationship. What's the exchange? Who, mm. who gets what and who gives what? And, uh, and uh, don't make assumptions, which is a good way motto for any kind of relationship Absolutely. with other human beings, and even with spirits. Like say, you relate to spirits, you know, it's the same thing. You want to be respectful and, and uh, don't make assumptions and, and uh, uh, come from your own center. You come come from your own center. Come from a place of uh, a sincere heart. That's all implicit in doing a, a prayer, song, poem, dance like that. Oh, that's great. Thanks for listening to this Radio 8 Ball podcast. We hope you'll subscribe to us for your daily Pop Oracle divinations. And if you're interested, please check out our website at Radio8Ball.com. We have a super cool R8B app that you can download for free to get your own Pop Oracle readings from artists who have been guests on Radio 8 Ball. And if you'd like to subscribe to the show on our Patreon page, you can get free song downloads and an opportunity to appear on a future R8B episode and ask your own question. Until next time, I'm your host... Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Show.